This week on Erotic Awakening, Mistress Simone. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine day? Pretty good. Did you know that today on the show we are interviewing Mistress Simone, a professional dominatrix out of Chicago? Yay! Mistress Simone was a, a really interesting person to hang out with for a little bit at mm-hmm. Woodstock's. Absolutely. Recorded a really nice interview with her. We've, we've been really lucky that uh, we've actually known a few professional dominatrixes. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, they're pretty normal people. Uh, yeah, usually I'm surprised with that. I expect a different personality, but um, Mr. Simone's just a beautiful person, and like I said, we've run across a couple of other professionals and get the same result. Absolutely. It used to be many years ago in our community that the professional dominatrix as well as the local BDSM groups would actually work together a lot to uh, do some community education, rent each other's space on occasion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the professional dominatrixes we know are also... Lifestylers. I didn't realize that some professional dominatrixes, such as Mistress Simone, are actually mentored and trained. Oh, that was fascinating to find out. So she'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, I really enjoyed that idea that she was mentored and trained on how to do this. She didn't just pick up a whip and say, Aha, I am now mistress. Very true. So what have we been working on lately? Wow, we've actually been um, ramping up some stuff. So got a little energized after Woodstock's and the whole serving of the formal lunch and everything has kind of energized us some more with um, putting our own stuff together. Absolutely. I've uh, been approached by uh, someone who would like to be mentored and that's always an honor. And actually I just got a response from someone who I asked to mentor me. Nice. And that's uh, was I feel greatly honored that they responded very positively to that. So more about that coming up. We've already done at least one show about mentoring in the lifestyle, and we're going to do more shows on that because I really it's one of the things that I find to be very important, and I think a lot of you find it to be important because we get a lot of feedback about that. So, and we're also because of the mentoring and people asking for mentoring and the look of. Um, education being needed and things like that. Though our community is doing a great job on a lot of levels, um, we what feeds our heart is still DS and MS. So I think we're putting more inform- I think we're putting more energy into house meta now. Absolutely. Hey, guess what else? What else? Here's a surprise to you and you and the podcast listeners are all going to hear about it at the same time. Oh no, that could be scary. <laughs> it's, it should be. We have a new or we are going to have a new polyamory blog really yeah it's going to be called fearless love okay and we have a website that's not called fearless love okay and we're going to have contributors from the poly community in general and just let anybody who's got some good writing skills Mm -hmm. 
hop on there and share how they feel about polyamory. Sweet. More about that coming soon. And then one more thing I want to share about is called Beautiful Agony. Beautiful Agony. Yes. You may not be familiar with Beautiful Agony. No. And for our podcast listeners that are not familiar with it, you can go to our website, bluecatservices.org, and scroll down to the bottom. You'll see a little icon of a beautiful woman having an orgasm, and it says Beautiful Agony. And it says Play Windows Media, Play QuickTime, immediately. And we can click on her beautiful little face. And it takes us to this website. And the entire website is devoted to people having orgasms. Sweet. And it is not uh, a pornographic look. It's not, you know, you're watching someone have sex. You're not watching, you know, a, uh, a penis being shoved into a vagina. No, it looks like it's faces and just it, the looks on their faces. It is 100%. Faces. It is just a look at their face as they orgasm, and it's all self-pleasuring. So it's all people self-pleasuring, and you're just taking a look at their facial expression as they orgasm. It's really amazingly hot and interesting. Nice. Absolutely worth go checking out. So that's Beautiful Agony. And you can find that off of the Blue Cat Services webpage as well. And that is the closest thing to a promotion that we've done in quite some time. Cause, and we're not actually getting anything from those guys yet. I wouldn't mind sending them. If we can send them enough podcast listeners, then maybe we can have our faces up there on the little beautiful agony <laughs> site. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Just a little. Are you warm? I'm warm, yes. Good. Because here we are at the last night of the Woodstocks 09 event. Getting a little chilly out here, but that's perfect for camping because we get to start a big old bonfire. It's not perfect for playing outside. This is July. <laughs> I thought your nipples were hard because you were enjoying yourself. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Is it cold out here or are you just happy to see exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, so we are sitting here with uh, Mr. Simone, and I believe you're out of Chicago, Illinois? Correct. And you are a? I am a professional dominatrix. What does that mean? What do professional dominatrixes do? <laughs> what we do is we facilitate the awakening and release of people who need to experience BDSM fetishes and want to do it in a safe, controlled, comfortable environment, they may not be able to come to such an event as Woodstocks and be out and within the community. Uh, or they may have had these desires since they were little and never had a chance to do them. So my goal is to help them realize those. Okay. So uh, what kind of people do you have come to you? So, um, A mixture? A mixture. Okay. I have men, I have women, I okay. have gay, I have straight, I have bisexual, I have transgender, uh, young, old. I don't see anybody below the legal age of sex, so it's mm -hmm. 18 and over. Um, but I don't care if you're 18 or 71, as long as you're in good health and can tell me honestly and articulate what you want. Okay. Nice. So how does one become a professional dominatrix? Did you... 
I mean, just fascinating to me one day, did you pick up a flogger and say, I'd, I'd like to do this and get money for it? <laughs> That's how they do it nowadays. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> but when I started, I've been doing it for 17 years. Okay. And when I started, I was recruited by a lady who had been doing it prior to me. And she, um, I was out in the community. And I was running a sex store. I was running a fetish sex store. Mm -hmm. And she was one of my customers. She came in and she goes, you know, you'd be a natural doing this. This would be, you know, something you might enjoy. I sat down, talked to her. She explained, you know, um, there's a training period. And I said, okay, let's give it a try. And for a year and a half, I did not see a client or a person by myself, unsupervised. And I was put through a training program, apprenticeship. I was trained on flogging and corporal punishment. I was trained on, you know, medical play. I was trained on bondage. And I had to prove my skills. So, no, it's not like nowadays where anybody can just put on a corset and pick up a whip and go, Hi, I'm a mistress. No, I I had to go through a program. Very neat. Nice. And you say you've been doing it for... 17 years. I'm an old lady. (laughs) I'm 44, and I started roughly when I was 27, 28. And because we're not a video podcast, you you can't tell. She does not look like an old lady. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, thank you. Absolutely not. Thank you. So so what do you get out of being a pro dom? Oh, God. How long you got? (laughs) About Um, 20 minutes, actually. That's what I needed to know. All right. Uh, I enjoy it for a lot of reasons. It uh, gives me a lot of freedom. I can control my own schedule. I can make my own day. I can make my own week. I can come to an event like Woodstocks and meet wonderful people like you. I can, um, I can work three days a week. I can work seven days a week. And each day is different. I don't sit in a cubicle. I meet wonderful new people every day. And uh, I get to help them express themselves. And the relief and enjoyment on their faces is what I get out of it. And, you know, someone who, uh, I, one of my clients just now is a 71-year-old lesbian who has been dreaming of being spanked for 35 years. Wow. Yes. And she's never, ever actualized it. And she finally got up the guts, you know, with the internet and came and saw me. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, she's just she's like, I just couldn't wait any longer. I'm like, I don't think you waited long enough, honey. Thirty five yeah. years is long enough. Yeah. Um, plus, just imagine, I get to wear all these cool clothes. There you go. Stilettos, <laughs> corsets. So there's a lot of fun stuff with it. And write those off as business expenses, I guess. Exactly. Wow. You got it. And yes, I do pay taxes just like anybody else. It's, uh, um, you have to know your state laws. Mm-hmm. But technically, there is nothing illegal about what I do because I don't facilitate in regards to actual orgasm. I don't um, have sex with my clients like an escort. I don't do hand jobs. I don't do blow jobs in regards to business. So. so if I was a new client and I came to you and I said, I really don't know exactly what you do or what I want, but I saw this episode of CSI, and there's a woman, really nice-looking woman, and she said she was a dominatrix, and she spanked the guy, and I guess I've secretly had fantasies of being spanked. Um, What happens next? Well, the first thing would be what I would call the intake interview. Okay. And most appointments run anywhere from an hour to two to three hours for beginners. I usually suggest about a two-hour interview and session for someone who's just starting because an hour goes by too quick because usually I try to keep the talk to a 15-minute 
you know, but we usually talk longer mm-hmm. and once people start going. So we'll sit, and there's on my website there is an application that is an A to Z list of fetishes that I engage in. You fill it out prior to coming in. You can either send it to me via email or print it out and bring it with you, and I'll sit and we'll review it. You know, so if you said you you know you checked off spanking as a yes, I'll say have you had it before? It's just kind of like a job interview. I'm trying to figure out where you're coming from and what you want. And as long as you're in, honest with me, then we'll have a good time. After the intake interview, we go into what I call an exploratory session, and that is where someone has no experience or very little experience. They've never had these things done to them, and I'll start out very slow and very soft, and I'll do a variety of activities to see what they like. And, you know, usually some people go, oh, I really like this one, or I really hated that. You know, I didn't like it as much as I thought, but I really liked the flogging. I really hated the spanking. So that's what would happen is you would come for me for an exploratory session. And then in the end, we'd sit down. You know, I'd let you clean up and shower if you wanted to. And then we'd sit down, and we'd just discuss what happened. And then a day after, I usually like you to contact me again. So I know, you know, because your mind processes things different, mm-hmm. especially if you're that wound up about something and you've never had anything done to you. All your nerve endings are jingling and you're like awake and, you know, you know how it is after playing. Absolutely. <laughs> so for me to sit down and say, okay, let's discuss this now, mm-hmm. you know, so usually I ask for a follow up to tell me, did you enjoy it or is it not for you? Very neat. Nice. And if they don't like something, you ask them why to mm-hmm. see if it's a physical thing or a mental thing or just uh, don't like it. Right. Okay. Right. Did you not like the way it was done? Did you not like, was it not intense enough for you? Was it too intense mm-hmm. for you? You know, or did you have something else in your head that we can work on next time that we can modify? Yeah. Do you ever have people come to you that are, that are uh, we'll use the word wounded, that are seeking some kind of healing? Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. I have had abuse victims come to me. I have had women who have been raped come to me. Um, I have had uh, people with self-esteem issues, body image issues, a lot of body images issues. Because in our society, you know, if you're not, you know, looking like Barbie doll, forget it. So right. I have a lot of people who come and they're uncomfortable to going to community. They're very shy. So yes, I do. And hopefully through seeing me, there can be a healing that's going on, and they can realize that this is okay and it's acceptable, and come into their own spirit and self. And, and on the flip side, do you have people that come to you just because it turns them on? Oh, yeah. Very, so very simply, this is hot. Yes. Yes. I have people that come to see me all the time. You know, I have uh, guys who come see me, and all they want to do for the hour is, you know, suck on my shoes. You know, or look at my toes. Or see me in a corset, and, you know, I have them tied in a chair. So I get people all the time who it's very erotic for. Uh, experienced submissives who've been doing it for 15, 20 years, and they want to come in and have me dressed up in full leather and, you know, worship my feet. Nice. Sounds cool. So. It does sound pretty neat. Do you, but I think sometimes I think, and maybe our listeners think, that if this is what you do for a living, you probably don't have a very normal life when you're not at work. Is that true, or is your life pretty average when you hang up the stilettos and go out in the community. Or do you never hang I up never the stilettos? I never hang up my stilettos, baby. <laughs> I never hang up. I, um, being a lifestyle dom as well, um, which is why I'm here with, with you as well as an educator, but I am a lifestyle. Um, I always wear my stilettos. <laughs> but, you know, I used to, in my first marriage, 
I was married before, we were 24-7, and we had a household. We had three live-in slaves. We had three women. And uh, so I was immersed in the lifestyle completely, 100%. And now with this relationship, it's um, I'm much more normal, and it's a little bit of a, a change. Well, I go home and, you know, I'll have dinner with my husband and visit my family, my father-in-law, and um, it's, you know, we live in a, you know, suburban cul-de-sac, and it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> so, um, but it, I never really, truly hang up my stilettos, mm -hmm. because kinky is who I am. Uh, it's just kind of in my soul. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, one more question, if you don't mind. Mm. Sometimes Don and I and our other friends will sit around and say, if you had a perfect job, the best job you could think of in the world, what would you want to do? And I would say this, and Don would say that, and other friends would say that. If, if we asked you that question, would you say, I'm doing it? Probably. Wow. Probably. Nice. The only thing that I would say, it's a, it, it is a hard job. Don't let me, you know have your readers think that it's a perfect job because it does have some downsides it's very draining especially when I have someone who comes to me who has been abused or who is an extreme fetish and it takes a lot out of me to especially if they want like a four or five hour session and it's heavy bondage it's heavy restriction it's heavy mind screwing it takes a lot out of me to do that and I need time to emotionally and spiritually recharge mm -hmm. and you do get the guys who are rude and don't appreciate it you know and they try to push your limits you know well come on mistress just give me a blowjob just give me a hand job so it gets it does have its downsides but I've loved it for 17 years, and I still love what I do. And now I've reached the point in my career where it's very creative to think of new ways to do things. It's like, okay, I've tied this guy up 20 times before. How can I do it different now? The only thing I would probably say my other dream job would be is to be um, a writer yeah. and, and a full-time educator. Very cool. That would very be cool. it, is to extend that awakening. If people wanted to find out more about you or maybe uh, book a session, how would they find you? They can find me through, uh, if they just punch in Mistress Simone in a search engine or Chicago-Mistress.com. Excellent. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for having enough. me. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Coming up next week. Sexporium.